Good morning, fam. Thank you for tuning in to the Yanagita Podcast Show, where on today's episode, we'll be talking about health, fitness, massage, and mindset to start living an energy-rich life. I'm your host, Justin Yanagita, and today's episode, we have a special guest. Oh, she's part of our Yanagita Fit fam, massage therapist, Caitlin Felipe. And one of the first things I just wanted to get into, Caitlin, is how did you get started in all of this that you got going off of it with massage? Great question. So it started after college. You know, everyone kind of has that, that plan that they start out while they're in high school about what they're going to do after. And um, I, did, I did that plan. I did the whole uh, university soccer in the mainland. I got recruited. I was on scholarship. I was on track to get my degree. I had this whole game plan. And um, unfortunately, I didn't see this obstacle after graduating from college. And that was um, marrying my high school sweetheart, who is a service member. And I have to say that life is very, uh, it's different. It wasn't what I had imagined, not in a bad or a good way. Um, It's just different. And um, I had to adjust my, my plan and it was very like shocking. I was like, oh my gosh, we constantly move every three years. And so how do I set roots for myself? How do I, you know, make a life where work is something that I can just pick up and go? Um, so through some trials and errors of like finding out like who I want to be, what I want to do, what's my purpose in life? Mm-hmm. Um, I finally listened to the one person who I should have listened to a long time ago, and that was my grandmother. <laughs> She's <laughs> my best friend. Yeah. Grandma, grandma knows best, right? Yes. So she was like, how about massage therapy? Because she always liked when I massaged her feet. And I was mm-hmm. like, massage therapy? I was like, grandma, I got my, my bachelor's in biology. Like, I went backwards, you know? It was like, it's kind of like we've we've been given this, this perspective, these blinders, I like to call them Mm -hmm. about like, okay, yeah, go to, you go to college, you get your degree, you get a great paying job, but in the real world, it just doesn't turn out like that all the time. And that's okay. Um, And I'm really glad I listened to her. So um, during my time, it was in 2016, I finally took that leap. I said, okay, I'm gonna go to massage school. I'm gonna see how this turns out. I ended up really liking it. Um, I wanted to, with all the different modalities or what we call them, I wanted to specialize. I wanted to feel connected to something. And mm-hmm. that brought me back home to Hawaii to hey. train <laughs> under <laughs> um, my Kumu, Kumu Gina Ivalani. Um, uh-huh. She owns Ho'omana Spa off of Pihola Road in Makawao. And oh, I trained shout-out. under her for three years. Three years. Dang. Three years. So like, what, yeah. what kind of training was that like for three years? Uh, it was off and on. I would come back home, do uh-huh. like a two to three week uh, workshop, or they call them retreats because it's more mm-hmm. than just like learning a technique. We really immerse ourselves mm-hmm. with the Hawaiian culture, sacred sites. Um, we learn how to do a little bit more energy stuff. Oh, wow. Like, what, what, like, what's an example? I like that energy stuff. <laughs> Um, I gotta ask that we go through protocol in terms of uh making sure the the space is like cleared of any any negative energy you have to be very open-minded about what we're going to be learning uh we learn how to do chant before during or after a session um we also learn about certain um products of the land and the sea and how we can incorporate that into our session and not everybody's open with that you know um so it's always good to ask permission so that's one thing that i make clear if someone's coming to see me as a client that is something i incorporate because it makes me feel better as a therapist and holding space for them so if that's something they're not open to i'll respect that but also it's like it's like this exchange like you have to come open come to see me open-minded mm-hmm. and usually most of the time they're very open-minded they it's different they're like they just feel it's just a different type of energy and feel than just going 
to go get your body worked on. So it's kind of nice to have that connection, that spiritual and energy connection. Dang, Kayla, I like this, man. Like, <laughs> so how, like, this is amazing stuff that people talking about. You're talking about connecting the body with the mind and your energy. And I'm, okay, this is great stuff. So what drew you to this Kumu and got you started in that? Like, there, there had to be something. What was that? <laughs> That's a really good question, too. So um, growing up, Lomi Lomi was all I pretty much received as a kid, okay. mm -hmm. um, especially when I went away for sports. Every time I'd come home, I'd go see my Lomi Lomi therapist. And um, my Lomi Lomi therapist is actually on Oahu because I'm originally from there. And um, I call her Auntie, Auntie Komaile. And mm -hmm. I actually reached out to her first. I asked her if she was teaching because I wanted to be her hamana or her student. Mm -hmm. And um, she said she wasn't teaching at the time. So I asked her if she knew anyone and she actually referred me to her Lomi sister, which in turn was Kumujina. And um, I'm really glad I, I came to Maui to learn under her and um, meet all of her connections. And just like, it was actually very um, eye-opening. My first workshop and retreat with her, uh, it was in 2017. Um, you know, growing up in the islands, we have this, this mindset of like anything like Hawaiian base is like just for Hawaiians. Right. And I didn't realize how limiting that was as a practitioner. Mm. Um, and over the course of the years, every time I returned to a workshop or retreat with her, there was always, um, there was always one student or a few who'd be like, very uh, triggered by someone who had no like Hawaiian blood or if they weren't even born and raised here like, mm. how can they say that like how can they say Lomi is in them like that doesn't make sense to me and uh, it took me a while it took me a few months after my first workshop with my uh, my kumu to understand the the perspective of their goal of what they're trying to achieve of like wrapping the world in mm. the arms of aloha mm. and it came it dawned on me that if everybody could experience lomi mm -hmm. and embrace it in a very positive intention and share that with others why not why not share hawaiian healing with the world if it's going to help heal it in like more than just a physical way and it took me a while to understand that so now if i know like someone that if they're not hawaiian or if they're not from hawaii if they have really great intentions and they want to share this work then i'm all for that i think it's a beautiful thing i love that so lomi lomi and is this how did you like so did soccer have anything to do with that? Because I know you're mentioning about <laughs> sports and soccer. And I kind of want to backtrack, like, high school as a teenager. What were you like? Were you, like, always just, like, energy, exuberant? Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Like, were you always Actually, like that? Actually, yeah. no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Going back to high school. <laughs> um, actually, in high school, I was pretty uptight i well in my perspective you know we're always our, our we're always our what is it called our greatest uh criticizer mm. um soccer was pretty much my life uh growing up i didn't hang out with too many of my friends outside of school uh it was basically school soccer practice and homework like my goal was to get a soccer scholarship to pay for college like that was my ultimate goal yeah, so it was oh. kind of like my life. Um, I Dang. trained all the time. I mm -hmm. was always constantly thinking about what I was consuming and uh -huh. was I going to like, you know, we kind of think about like the way, is that food going to, I actually didn't probably eat enough food back then <laughs> like for <laughs> the amount of energy I was expending. Yeah. So that was something I definitely learned later on in life, how like limiting I was when I was in, in high school. Uh -huh. um, and in college, um, oh my God, that could totally yeah, be a new you, podcast. Where did you go to college? <laughs> so I, 
it's been my first year at UH Manoa. Mm -hmm. um, I was supposed to play there. It didn't work out, unfortunately, but I think everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting recruited out to what was known as Mesa State College in Grand Junction, Colorado at the time. However, mm -hmm. when I was going to school, they transitioned into a university. So I got to graduate from Colorado Mesa University. Hey. Um, <laughs> I know, that was really like, yay, it's cool, that's cool, it's called a university. Uh, it was a D2 college, and I was really mm -hmm. glad I went to a D2 college. It was smaller, the class sizes were a lot smaller. I was more, um, I built better relationships with my professors and I could balance school and soccer. So it was a really great fit for me. Um, oh, college soccer, you know, as a kid, yeah. you're like, you have all these dreams, you're like, oh my God, college soccer, yes. And um, going into it, it was like tough. It's like a job, like people, uh, they don't really tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, every year it changes because you have new new people coming in there's new mm -hmm. dynamics the coaches are changing things and you're like why oh, are we true. doing that this year so yeah it was really rough but um you know i made great friends and like the mm -hmm. competition you'll never forget how great the competition is mm -hmm. you kind of miss that after a while you're like man that competition was great game face. but i wasn't Kevin's over game face oh so <laughs> serious my game face i was love serious. it <laughs> I mean, what would like, you say? <laughs> yeah, don't talk. What was like the most exciting thing about soccer? Oh man, I mean, there's a lot um, of things, but the most exciting thing, I I gotta say, um, you know, it was, it was different in high school mm -hmm. versus college. If I um for high school. It was, for me, the most exciting thing, it was the games. It was like that competition. Mm. Um, you know, you have all those rivalries against their high school and like, <laughs> like, oh, I know that girl. Like, oh, good, I should hate her. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on in life, you're like, my gosh, why did I have like so much hate for this girl? It's so silly. <laughs> um, college, I have college. to say the relationships, the friendships you make mm. within the team they definitely last a lifetime i actually was just talking to oh. my old teammate yesterday hey yeah. <laughs> so there we that, go I think is like and then i think that's the most special thing when mm -hmm. about varsity college soccer is you mm -hmm. really create relationships among the team that could last a lifetime Dang. yeah relationships wait so where is your friend at right now is she on that she's uh, in california actually california yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's the best part too right about going away is in a smaller petite place it's really the friendships that you keep and like i was just talking to one of my classmates as well too in the previous episode it was my professor and i was talking to him about how i keep in contact with a handful of people and shout out to nadia <laughs> my russian friend taught me one word dabai hurry up <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm working out and dang relationships. So this is a question kind of changing gears is stretches, stretches. So what are some of the stretches that you would recommend to somebody that maybe sits a lot and isn't really active? Yeah. What is a stretch? That's a great one because like yeah. nowadays we're always sitting, right? That's right. our work, our work has like transitioned into definitely hip flexors. Hip flexors. <laughs> that's like probably my number one muscle mm -hmm. that i work on with almost every single client that's on my table mm. and that's because if we're not sitting at a desk we're driving um everything's Ooh. in front of us like we're Ooh. eating our phone our computers hip flexors and uh pec stretches mm. opening of that heart space that chest um, we have what is called internal rotation of our shoulders that causes us to have that hunch grab of back. Mm. Um, and the hip flexors also uh, contribute to that. So it's that muscle that if we were to stand and bring our knee up, like we're doing high knees, that muscle is working extremely hard to bring that knee up. And if it's already tight, then, you know, we're making it over tight and... Mm. Uh, where it attaches to our low back, 
which people, if you ever look it up, like look up hip flexors or uh, it's called, um, oh my God, I'm blanking out on the muscle name. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll get back to that. But yeah. um, the common name hip flexor, if you look it up, look at the image, you'll realize, you'll see how big it is. It's a massive mm -hmm. muscle. Mm -hmm. And um, if it's really tight and it's attaching to our low back, like just doing even like crunches, we're also using that muscle. Um, it causes everybody ca that causes a lot of low back pain. So the mm -hmm. moment I teach them how to do exercises at home, um, and if they do it every single day, they they'll be like, oh my god, Kayla, my low back is released, and I'm like, they're like, I have no low back pain, and that's probably the one like most like rewarding thing is to hear them working on themselves giving them something small to work on at home and not having any type of pain, not, not like having, giving them that power to connect with their body, mm -hmm. not take any type of uh, pain meds or do surgery. Like it's probably one of the most rewarding things about this type of uh, practice that I do where like mm. just that simple mind body connection can empower them to like have no pain wow see this is why i have to get you on here Caitlin. Like, <laughs> i was thinking about our book fighting sickness with fitness same philosophy right yeah yes. energy active living a long life with a lot of energy and without doing it with medication like what you're saying and flexibility and stretching and so i want to kind of go into like why is massage and tissue work so important to us? That's a good one. Um, if you think about it, our skin is our biggest organ. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of complexities within the tissue. And we, like, same thing as fitness, right? Everything mm -hmm. is connected. Um, and so the way I like to think about it is... If you're, I like to start, I, I also like, um, I have some knowledge about uh, even bone structure, how that can affect the muscles and the tissue. Mm -hmm. So working on your bone structure, is it aligned? And you know, not everybody's bodies are perfect and, and that's, that's okay. Like mine's not perfect at all. And I constantly have to go get looked at or reevaluate myself and see like, is my bone structure okay? Like. We are like, you know, if you're working out or if even if you're just going about your daily life, you're, you are constantly working those muscles and those tissues. And, you know, sometimes your body just needs a little help, needs like mm -hmm. a little, a little help from others or um, sometimes just rest, just rest in general is what your body needs. And it's all a matter of listening to your body. I think we forgot how to, um, just sit and connect and listen to our bodies. I think we've lost that as a, as a generation that has really gone into technology and like this hustle of like making money, we forgot how to slow down a bit and just kind of sit within ourselves and say like, man, like, yeah, I can really feel that. Like, I wonder like how come I have that pain or why is that achy? And sometimes it's like not even like that pain like a lot of people come to see me, they have a lot of uh, wrist pain. They're like, oh, my, my fingers are numb, they're tingling. And um, you know, as a, as a massage therapist, we are not allowed to diagnose at all. We can suggest things. Um, and most of the time I take a look at their neck muscles um, and that usually contributes to the pain in their wrists. And if it's not, then, then I refer them out. I refer them, you know, maybe go see their doctor. Maybe go see, maybe there's something else going on that we just can't see with the naked eye. Wait, so the neck, and sometimes with the tingling, it's connected to the neck. So what do you yes. do to somebody, like, if it's on the neck? Is it their trap muscle or, like, more the neck muscle? So back to that whole connection thing, right? Yeah. So the back, I definitely warm up the back, uh -huh. open up the back a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I open up the back and all the, I like to call them, like, the, the channels, mm. open up the channels a bit, work the neighborhood, and then when getting into the neck, the neck muscles, you know, they're really sensitive. Um, most of the time they're very contracted, they're really tight. They need that release. Mm. Um, 
I prefer not to go in really hard at first. You know, your your body's like gonna protect itself. Like your spine is right there. Uh, your muscles might seize up and be like, "What is happening? Like, <laughs> what's going no, on? No, what's something like, is you know, digging. Like, <laughs> comes on sometimes. So going gently, kind of like you know, let that person like connect to that brain, their nervous system to kind of just like relax, breathe through it, um, and I kind of just work into see like what's happening with the neck uh is it a shoulder thing is it a trap thing so those are the first things i like to work on i just work on the big muscles and then get into the smaller muscles to see if it is what is causing that pain or tension in a different part of the body dang so speaking <laughs> on that what are some yeah. of the common mistakes that you might see people other massage therapists doing like common things that you're like ah oh uh, wow that's a great one you know everybody's so different their right. like um modality their specialty is different like their approach to things might be um more um i i, I guess it would say different um it's uh -huh. not really different it's just a method or their or their specialty they prefer um uh -huh. through all the different modalities that I have like come across and learned, mm -hmm. I have found that, um, well, first of all, they should all be washing their hands. Like everybody needs to be washing their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands, yeah. Washing, <laughs> washing their hands, I'm like, you must leave the room because that's just like a no thing for me. Like, you know, clean hands. And that's also an energy yes. thing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. clean yourself. Um, mm -hmm. That's one, that's definitely a big mistake. If they're not cleaning their hands, it's like, no. Uh, oh, another one. Obviously, it's all about hygiene. Um, hygiene. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan if they have the painted nails. No, no, no long nails. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> we're not gonna be scratching <laughs> people on the table. Um, yeah, I say no painted nail just because when you're, especially if you're working with oil, lotion, or some type of thing to glide, uh, you're moving. You're moving tissue. You are scraping some dead skin cells off. So. That can get caught under the nail polish. And um, so that to me is more of a hygienic thing. Um, when it comes to bodywork techniques, I wouldn't say, mm, I wouldn't call it a mistake. Um, it's just not my approach. Going in really hard, really fast. Like going, like digging into the tissue really deep because you're breaking that tissue down and that can cause bruising. Um, and I don't think that's the best me method. Um, I know some practitioners that do like to work that way. And, um, and I think, I don't think it's like not effective. I think it can be. I just think the person on the table might be in so much pain the next mm. like week or so that they're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to go back. And that causes that trauma of like, oh, massages are so hurtful. Like it hurts so much the next like few days. I've had people tell me like, oh, I was hurting for like a week. And I'm like, oh, wow, they must have went really deep, really fast. Um, I think people, if they're, you know, they're getting massages, if they're a little achy for one or two days, to me, that's, that's a good, that's a good range. Um, that means some things were shifted. We worked on some stuff, but I think over a week or two weeks, I think that's a little bit like, that's like tissue damage and, um, and that can be really daunting on the nervous system. So the next time somebody works on that area, your brain remembers, your subconscious <laughs> remembers like, oh my gosh, like it's going to be so painful over there. Like people going that's really so hard true. on the IT band. Mm. On the IT band is probably one of the biggest ones. Um, I'm not one for going super hard on the IT band, especially the first time I work on someone. I think warming up the tissue is really important. And then once that tissue warms up and you can kind of, you know, sink in underneath layers, um, the nervous system and, and the person will be like, oh, okay, okay, I'm, I'm gonna allow this person to work in that area because I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's so true, Caitlin, because like somebody was asking me something like that too in the past about if, if you work someone out too hard on their first day, sure, it might be, I mean, but even the benefits might not be fully there because they might injure themselves or especially first day. 
And if they're sore for a whole week where they can't walk for a whole week, I don't want to work out anymore. I don't know. It's too much. Right. <laughs> and so I, I agree with that. Like, I, I love that philosophy of like, kind of like easing into it, warming up into it. And then, and then once it's receptive, it's like, okay, now we can push a little bit more. I like that. Exactly. Exactly. Where, where did this like uh, thought process come from? Did you always kind of have this thought process or was this kind of like a, like a com combination between it <laughs> sports and life and I mean being married to Cody shout out Cody <laughs> I love that guy um, handsome guy I know he's great he's really awesome <laughs> um, so uh, he's my my partner in life and everything um that's a really awesome question you know I always thought like you know going hard like just dig it out I thought that was the best method like growing up Mm -hmm. I actually learned that um, they kind of, they touched base on it in massage school, but it didn't click for me until I was training under my Kumu, um, learning her techniques and why those techniques work, um, uh, especially like long-term, like instead of always being specific or using that pointy part of your elbow, like using, um, I love using the broadness of, and the flat surface of my forearms. Um, it's a nicer approach to the body and it's, it feels better for my body. Like my work is behind my, my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm using my legs more properly. I'm not having to use too much of like just my upper body and like, there's not a lot of pressure on my fingertips all the time. Mm -hmm. Cause most, most therapists I meet, they end up, um, they end up, uh, having a lot of thumb issues. Um, elbow issues because we tend to like lock everything out to apply more oh. pressure and so the technique and the thought process of like approaching it softer until the till the body allows us to um sink in and really get deep in a, a nice soft approach way yeah didn't come into play until i was learning lomi yeah oh. <laughs> See, no, that's really interesting. You know, the whole, because there, there's so many different types of massage, right? Like, I only know, like, I, I'm, I'm very, like, unaware. I probably know, like, deep tissue, lomi lomi, shiatsu, and, like, maybe, like, one or two other things. <laughs> but, you know, like, just broadly, like, how many are, are different styles are there? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I couldn't give you a number. Um... But is it because, a, it's a lot. well, if we're talking about generally just massage, but I like to include energy workers because I think they're, they're also oh, working with the body too. Yeah, um, true. And even though they're not manually pushing tissue, they may place a hand or two um, on top of the body to move like what many cultures call like chi or ki. I think believe it's prana. I could be totally mistaken. I apologize. Um, no. <laughs> um, so I've experienced. Uh, I've done the shiatsu. Uh, I've done the Swedish, the deep tissue, uh, oh. craniosacral, oh. um, lomi, reiki. Um, oh. There's also this other energy worker. She does like Lemurian energy. Wow. There's so many different types. Um, Myofascial um, therapy release is another one. That's a little mm. bit more of a dry work. Mm -hmm. um, and then some people like to use tools. Uh, I, had, I, had a, I had a therapist that used to work on me in California and he loved using tools in his, in his work. Mm. Um, I believe the Western practice is called Graston. Uh, Graston. Mm. Yep. So like scraping, scraping and like kind of like uh, combing out the fascia, the connective uh, tissue that encases our muscles. Um, so there's so many different types of modalities and and the way people like incorporate that in their work. So I couldn't give you an exact number, but there's no. like so many, and I think it's I think it's really awesome to try it, just try it all. Um, even like somatic therapy, that's a really interesting one. Mm. Um, so what is what is that somatic therapy? Uh, so there's different types. There's one that's more, there's, there's therapists that, um, I've only worked with one therapist 
and that was um <clears throat> she wasn't certified to do it with a physical touch uh that was more like talking you through something and like oh. really like diving deep and trying to find like the underlying issue of why because some people sometimes the way they feel emotionally it um remains stagnant uh-huh. in our bodies and then it festers and then it creates like a physical thing so sometimes mm-hmm. it's not even a physical a physical um issue it's more of an emotional or That's a spiritual true. issue yeah it's mm-hmm. like um Oh my gosh, my Kumu could tell you so many stories about sometimes of an emotional thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know if so I've ever experienced that. Therapy? Yeah, there's. I've only met one lady. I've never gotten the chance to experience it or someone oh, wow. use their hands. Yeah, wow. but I know there's some really great therapists that I could do that. And if you find one, let me know. <laughs> yeah. So, I would so, love wait, to so somatic is mostly where they ask you questions and then you kind of dive deeper into the, they kind of like guide you through something guide you. and uh, yeah but i know there's some they actually use touch like um i don't know anyone off the top of my head that uses touch um i would love to experience it it looks interesting uh i'm super open about different modalities and like and like i think finding that person Finding the right therapist that works mm. for you, um, that specializes, usually if they specialize in something, make sure that they work for you. Like, because um, sometimes they could be really great. They can be really great therapists, but they would just not connect with you in that time or in that moment. And then, then later on, you're like, okay, I'm ready for this person. Because I've I've seen um, I've seen people that are great therapists mm-hmm. doing a modality that just didn't work for me, and then I go see someone that's like does a modality that I would never have thought about seeing them, and they're uh-huh. wonderful for me at that time and moment that I needed them. Oh wow! See, I, I like that because it's a time and place with certain skills and techniques, and you know, uh, one of the things I always wondered about Caitlin is how do you personally keep your energy high you're always happy you're always <laughs> smiling you're you know it seems like you know you're always happy and grateful about things and you're in a you know good energy state and like what are some of your <laughs> daily practices or habits like that you do to keep mm-hmm. it up i love this question um well Move your body. I love coming to the gym at Yanagita Fitness. Um, hey, shout yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the energy at the gym is just so wonderful. It like I could totally be having like, oh my gosh, okay, like I, I'm so exhausted, but let's just go get this this workout in. And then afterwards I feel so good. So mm-hmm. movement of the body for sure. Mm-hmm. Hydration. Hydration, mm-hmm. hydration. Just adding in more water. You know, we're not all perfect. We can't be like, I have, I have a, I have a beverage that has alcohol in it or caffeine once in a while. I, you know, I indulge in sweets <laughs> or that plate lunch, you know? Oh, love it. So I'm not oh my super God. hard on myself. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was one thing too, uh, growing up, I was so hard on myself about what I consumed all the time. Oh, that's right. And I think that messed with uh, me a little bit more mentally. And then festered into more of a physical thing later on in life. So I, I try not to be too hard about myself and like what I'm eating all the time. I think it's good to enjoy, enjoy you know those those moments in life and those people and go have go have that cheeseburger or go have that beer, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, definitely that water movement. Um, I I have become really um I've really embraced the practice of meditation. I think, I think sitting and just connecting, like I said, our bot with our mind and body, mm-hmm. is so important these days. Um, so for the meditation, see. what does that look like? Because yeah. people are probably mm. listening, like, dang, like meditation. What what is that? Um. So there's different types of meditation that uh-huh. I've. Um, so we have more of like. Uh, guided meditation that's a very popular one um there's ones where they like focus on 
a object or a uh, affirmation mm -hmm. as they meditate. Um, I like to, so I like to create my space, like create a space that feels really good for yourself. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe some soft music. I like to have music. Hey, there you <laughs> like go. Music. Um, yeah. Sometimes I put my diffuser and do my oil things. And, um, but sometimes um, people can meditate like, in a coffee shop, they can totally do it. Uh, Cody would be working and I would just be meditating in my corner. And <laughs> I, like to do, I like to do like connection meditation, like kind of just like, you know, first and foremost, always ground yourself. Mm. Um, and there's like, there's a method to that. And uh, I like to meditate at least 20 minutes minimally. Uh, I've gone over an hour before. Oh, wow. I'm just like, yeah, like focusing on my breathing and kind of just like you're relaxing your, your brain. And then when you mm -hmm. relax your brain, amazing things can happen. And then <laughs> yeah. after I meditate, I feel really energized. It feels great. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually been working with uh, Cody, uh, my husband, on <laughs> meditation. We've been doing partner meditation. Yay. So that, that's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And see, like that that always intrigues me too because like i'm always looking for ways to increase my energy increase my mentality increase the speed i can think and do things and it's so interesting because sometimes it's so true when you slow down you can pick things back up right getting that recovery like what you're saying the sleep the hydration meditating like uh, in a previous interview somebody had asked me about what I do every day. And one of the things was uh, meditate too. And then I'll always start my day with gratitude. Like I always started with, I am so happy and grateful. And before when I started this, I was like, oh, well, this is how, this is how dumb I was. And well, not dumb, ignorant. When I first started this, I was like, well, what, what can I be grateful for? Like, I don't, you know, I don't have anything. All right, this is what I thought. I felt like I didn't have anything. I just was in a bad place. And somebody had mentioned to me, man, you're, you can't find anything to be grateful for. Like, that's pathetic, bro. Like people are like having way more problems and you're, you're living like this. At the time I was like 21 or 22 and dude, you live on Maui. Like, how, how are you not grateful for that? Like, look at the sky, you know, all these things. And so no joke, no joke, not every day, but some days where I will literally find something super tiny to be grateful for. Like, like when I wake up, I, I purposely will put my alarm, you know, really far away. And I'm just like, man, okay, well, I'm grateful. I'm going to, it's ringing. I'm like, dang, I'm grateful this, uh, the sheet is really soft today or I'm grateful the birds, they're not even chirping yet because the sun's not out. So the birds, it's, it's still quiet. Or when they start, when the birds start chirping, they start singing, right? Cause the sun's out. And I'm like, wow, I'm so happy and grateful. Look at this, man. Birds are singing. The sky is, you know, lighting up. And so I love that. I love that meditation. Dang. So we love got that. water, move your body, meditation, Sleep. You mentioned sleep. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love sleep. Yeah. Sleep is so important. I'm always grateful for sleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think a gratitude practice is really important. Um, I notice I write down the same things actually when I write down in my gratitude journal. It's like mm. sleep, water, <laughs> yeah, cool breeze. Cool <laughs> breeze, like, yeah. Cool breezes and like not this. <laughs> death of humidity <laughs> um let's see oh, oh you know i have to i have to say one of like the most positive why i probably am a very positive person um is cody my husband mm. uh, i have to give him a shout out <laughs> cody um that, yeah that guy <laughs> so how has he influenced uh, your life Oh Cody. my goodness, so many ways. Um, so many ways. First and foremost, he taught me patience. Mm. Um, my gosh, that guy is so patient. It's like unbelievable how I'm like, 
what? That doesn't bother you? He's like, well, it did, but it's just for like 10 seconds. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. oh my God, that's a superpower. Yeah. I'm like, how do I do, how do I get on his level, right? <laughs> so <laughs> definitely he's taught me patience. Um, my God, that was probably the hugest one. Um, he may not show this at the gym, but he definitely loves unconditionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you know, the I gym is so like serious face, yeah. but definitely, he's definitely a cuddle bug. Um, I like that cuddle bug. <laughs> communication. I think mm-hmm. communication is so important. Um, we communicate effectively and in a way that's not so limiting to the other person. We never like, everyone always asks, asks me this question, like, well, do you and Cody fight a lot? And I'm like, you know, maybe we fought like, like maybe twice in our 13 years together, like really fought, like, and he just doesn't like conflict. And I realized like fighting, it takes us so much energy. It takes so much energy. I don't like it. It's like, why are we even fighting? Like, let's talk this out, listen to each other and then come to some type of like conclusion or compromise. And usually it's fine. Um, and what used to irritate me a long time ago, now I just laugh about it. Um, like you tend to find like, people are like, oh, so-and-so has like these flaws. And like, I just laugh. I'm like, you know what? They have flaws, but I love them anyway. Like I love him anyway, even though he has like these small flaws. I just laugh about it. I'll like joke with him. Um, for example, he has like this thing where he likes to leave cupboards open nowadays. Cupboards <laughs> I don't know open. where that came from. Wow. Yeah. He'll like be like if he likes making something in the kitchen, he leaves all the cupboards open. <laughs> and then Cody. I come out and I'm like, why are all these cupboards open? And so oh, nowadays I just goodness. joke and say like, every cupboard you leave open, you owe me a dollar. But you know, yeah. of course that's not real. And oh, like, he's like, he'll just, we'll just laugh about it. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Being like, being also, one thing is like admitting when you're wrong, that's hard mm. for people. I think that's important. Uh, I think that is important for relationships and also like self growth. Like. You grow as a person when you can admit, like, I did something wrong. I'm mm-hmm. acknowledging that and mm-hmm. I'm apologizing. Like, I deeply apologize for what I did was wrong. And Cody mm-hmm. and I always acknowledge that, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't, that wasn't my intention. And, like, l- like let me know what bothered you. And I, I won't, I'll, like, I'll try my best not to do it again. But I might need a reminder. And then it's all good. Like, we just, <laughs> like, he's my best friend. It's, it's awesome. I'm so glad I met him like early on in life. Yeah. So how did you guys meet? Because people are going to be like, how did, you guys, how, did you guys, how did you meet someone like that? So you said you were met in high school? Yeah, we met in high school. Um, oh man, everyone's going to hear the story. Um, so long story short, um, yes. <laughs> I was 16. And at the time I was attending Pearl City High School. And um, Alyssa would definitely... She'll probably, she might, she'll know because she went yep. to Pearl City Shout High out. School. Alyssa. Alyssa. So we used to go to the Baldwin uh, Classic Soccer Tournament every fall. And it was my junior year. That was my best year. I loved junior high school. It was so carefree. Um, I was probably at the peak of my, my uh, soccer uh, performance. And we were playing out here in Maui. And uh, Cody had seen me on the soccer field. He was watching me play, and I guess it occurred to him, like, whoa, who's this girl, you know? <laughs> um, you know, and I was always a very uh, humble player. I, I didn't really brag. I just, like, I showcased what I had on the field. Some mm. people might disagree, and that's okay. <laughs> um, and uh, surprisingly, I was very shocked. I had won uh, MVP of that tournament that year, and mm. – uh, I was shocked because I wasn't a goal scorer. I didn't score. I think I scored one goal that whole tournament. Anyway, uh, they announced my name on the PA system. Oh, you know, Caitlin Holt got the MVP award. And I was like, oh, cool. And he heard my name over the PA system because he was warming up for his soccer game. He also played soccer for Kamehameha. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Caitlin Holt. Okay, I got to remember this. So later on, he finds <laughs> me online <laughs> online myspace myspace <laughs> hey <laughs> oh my god and um 
he and I had a mutual friend. Uh, my teammate in club soccer was friends with him. And uh, we started chatting on my, MySpace. And I was like, oh, I know this guy. Like, I knew, of his, I knew his club team. And I was like, oh, cool. He seems so nice. Um, and I wanted to be friends with him. So eventually I, I gave him my number. Hey, if you ever want to talk more, like, just give me a call. Um, so eventually a phone call led to more conversation and more conversation led to like, oh, I really like you. And we knew we were on different islands. So we were like, oh, like, do you want to like, you know, go steady, like be boyfriend, girlfriend, see where this whole long distance, um, you know, takes us. And mm -hmm. we were really serious about each other back then, believe it or not. Dang. Like, I think, I think our parents thought we were crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're so young. They have no idea. Like, they'll probably go their separate ways. And like, oh they'll be gosh. heartbreak and just, and like, uh, I'm not gonna lie. The first two years were the roughest. Um, you know, Cody, he, he went away to college because I'm a year younger. And um, I had to stay home, finish my senior year of high school. And then I went to one year Manoa. So those first two years were really rough. And then it wasn't until I got recruited to Colorado where Cody was going to college at a different college at the time, um, where things were a little bit easier, same time zone. But we did it. We did the long distance thing for about five and a half years. And then we both graduated from college. And then... He finally proposed. Um, hey. Yeah. And then the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Cody, Cody, Cody. Yeah, Dang. definitely. The rock. That's the guy. Wow. So we're winding down to our last final questions. Dang, Kaylin. So one of the things I always <laughs> like to ask is, if you could go back to when you were, like what we were just talking about at 18 years old, what advice would you give to yourself? Like if you could like teleport to your 18 year old self <laughs> and you're looking at yourself at 18 and she's like, she, you guys start talking, what would you tell yourself? Oh man, that's a really <laughs> awesome one. I love this one, you know, cause you're like about to transition into a new life, right? A new journey from 18, high school yeah. to, to wherever you're going. Um, I definitely would have told myself, ride it out with Cody <laughs> during the Not with Cody. <laughs> ride it out. Like, even though it's going to be hard with him, just ride it out because in the end, it'll be worth it. And we'll be happy together. <laughs> definitely that. Um, another one is, you know, um, don't take life so seriously. And it's okay if your path changes because – no one tells you that when you're 18, like they try to set you up for a success, but there will be like, you know, there'll be some failures and there'll be like sometimes like, um, you know, some people, they have it all figured out. And I think that's so great. I think that's amazing. And some people like in my twenties, I'm about to leave my twenties next year. <laughs> and, um, I wish someone had told me when I was 18, like, it's okay if your plan doesn't like come forth and be smooth as you want it to be. Um, if if you had asked me that I knew it was gonna end up like this, I would be like, hell no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. So it's okay uh, here. Like that was that's not probably the biggest thing I would have told myself. It's like your twenties are all about figuring out who you are. Mm -hmm. And if it's okay if it changes, like don't let other people's like opinions matter or mm. judge you um and i think people should just enjoy their 20s like that's a time for like you know figuring out like is that what i want to do is that who i want to be or like is this the moment in time like okay like yeah this is great but um you know i'm gonna change like i'd rather change it because i meet people that they have a game plan and they follow through and they're really they're doing great they look successful like you know through instagram or whatever and then the moment I started getting to know them, they're like, man, I, I want to change. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. They never got to experience that. And and to me, that's okay too. But like people that I think we're figuring out in their twenties, they're so like, Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Like, like, I don't want to be doing this for the next 20 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's okay to just allow themselves like what they're doing isn't going to define who they are. 
mm. but just enjoy the process of like growing in their 20s. That's definitely what I would have told myself when I was 18. <laughs> Dang. It's all good stuff, Caitlin. Last one I always ask everybody. Okay, okay. What does fighting sickness with fitness mean to you, Caitlin? Oh my God, you know, uh, I love that. I really do. I don't think people realize how powerful they can be with the simple action of just moving their bodies, <laughs> moving mm -hmm. their bodies, connecting, connecting with their bodies, like their mind and their body is like, that is such a huge thing. Like, I think people forget like how simple like arm rotations are, are great for your shoulder joint. So fighting, sickness with fitness it really is definitely in the name like working out at the gym has been so great for me um i feel so much healthier and like we're like this family that also incorporates positive affirmations and like nutritional intake mm -hmm. and i think just like being a part of that just says says it for the name in itself like fitness fighting sickness like just move your body. Dang. Move your body. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the mic drop. Move your body, Caitlin Felipe. Boom. <laughs> Just move your body. Even if it's like 30, 30 minutes walking. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. We forget. We forgot. How simple as a, it can be. As a generation. Yeah, how simple it can be. A simple concept. We don't need, like all these extra things all the time. hundred mm -hmm. oh, percent. Caitlin, Caitlin. <laughs> well, Caitlin, I want to just thank you again for coming on to the show. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Uh, no, just thank you. Thank you. I'm so like flattered. You even asked me. <laughs> oh man. Very flattered. Very um, honored. And um, I hope, they find this episode entertaining <laughs> and informational. Um, I'm here. I'm here on Maui. Uh, I do Lomi Lomi, but I'm also doing other things as well. I'm going to be uh, working on offering meditation, breathwork classes. Um, so if they want to follow me, they can, but I'm not yeah, like a So where can our like, audience find you? We'll put it all so in the I description um, I have a website, livekalikehawaii.com. Mm -hmm. um, they can find me at Yanagita Gym. Come work out hey. with us. <laughs> That's where you can me to connect with me, is to meet me at the gym. And Come then you can out. just get my, direct my, hey. get my phone number. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> Got it. And we'll put all that I'm already info. analyzing them. <laughs> That's true. You already can see their posture. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Oh, that's the best, Caitlin. Okay, we'll put all that information. Are you on social media as well, Caitlin? I am. Um, I believe it's Live Kalike with Caitlin is okay. my Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, that's a great way to connect with me. I'm not very, um, never active on social media all the time. I'm working mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. But I do have my website up and running and I have my contact there for my phone and my email. They want to reach out to me. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So we'll put all that in the description, Caitlin. We'll make sure that uh, people can find you. And thank you again, everybody, for joining us today. And thank you, Caitlin, for sharing your knowledge and your experiences with us. And until next time, next Monday, stay healthy and keep on fighting sickness with fitness. <laughs>